0: Money is brought to you today by Wealthfront. Wealthfront is the most tax-efficient, low-cost, hassle-free way to invest. Now, many of you I know are interested in simplifying your investment strategy. You want to reduce fees. You want to work with a service that you trust. And Wealthfront delivers. It builds and manages your personalized, globally diversified portfolio. To open an account, the minimum is just $500. And that gets you a periodically rebalanced, diversified portfolio of low-cost, Index funds. There are zero trading fees, zero hidden fees, and advisory fees that are just a fraction of traditional advisors. In fact, Wealthfront manages your first $10,000 for free. To learn more and sign up, visit wealthfront.com forward slash Sow Money. Welcome back to SoMoney, Money, everyone. I'm your host, Farnish Tarabi. Lovely to have you with me. Thanks for joining. Today's guest, she's the host and executive producer of YouTube's Think Tank show. It's an online news and talk show. It's got nearly a million subscribers, probably more by now. We did this interview, uh, well, a few weeks ago. Hannah Cranston is here. She's also the producer and regular host on The Young Turks, which is the largest online news network in the world. She's appeared on many of the network shows, including The Point, TYT Sports, and What the Flick. She's also a contributor for for the Huffington Post. She graduated from Duke, majored in psychology, took a break, tried to figure out life, and then applied for this job. It's her first job since graduating from college. Pretty incredible. From Hannah, we learn how to land your dream job, how to learn about finance when you never learned about it growing up. I think there are many of us who share that story. And why she's not afraid to go to her parents for financial advice. Here is Hannah Cranston. Hannah Cranston. Welcome to So Money. You're a rock star. You're an online guru.
1: I don't know about that, but I'm super excited to be talking about it with you. This is going to be great.
0: I'm completely um, impressed with your career. Tell us a little bit about how you got into hosting not one, but two shows. You're very young. You're making waves on the internet, which is really all that matters. You know, like (laughs) I had a goal one day, which was like, I want to have my own TV show. And I realized quickly that like, that's all nice, but really the audience is online. And I feel like you've really understood that at a young age. So first, good job. And, but two, like tell us how it all transpired for you. Yeah. So this
1: is actually, uh, my first job out of college, which is, uh, very cool and very exciting for me. Um, and I, I'm going to be totally honest. I took a year off after school because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what my passion was and all of that good stuff. Um, but I took a year off to kind of take care of some of my family things and things like that. And I started realizing that my generation doesn't have a great way to receive news. We don't watch, you know, the local news station like our parents or read the newspaper anymore. And even Twitter at this point has become sort of sensory overload. And so I just kind of put it out there. It was how I was feeling about this uh, problem that I was seeing. And I had a few people actually suggest to me to go check out the Young Turks. And I kind of looked them up online. I was like, whoa, this company is doing exactly what I want to be doing. This is so cool, so awesome. Um, and with some very uh, heavy duty LinkedIn sleuthing, I found out a very distant connection to the company. I got an interview somehow, some way. I started as an intern. And then like five days later, they put me on camera. It was totally five days. crazy and out of this world. That yeah. is some major sleuthing. Uh, it was some good sleuthing. <laughs> I'm going to be real about that, but no, I mean it was just this what was your sort pitch, of incredible. Though? You hadn't
0: worked; you've been out of the market for a year. How did you pitch yourself?
1: You know, I said, "Look, I I love what you're doing here. I'm super passionate. I'm a really hard worker. I told them I'd work for free, um, and so I think that was a really great sell as well." Um, and then I, you know, once I started as I started, so I started as a production intern, um, and I immediately, my, I ended up sitting next to my current co-host now, John Iderola, and we immediately hit it off. And he's like, well, why don't you just come on camera and see how you like it? And then, uh, when we rebranded the show in, uh, January of 2015, I became the full-time co-host. And so now I've been doing that for, for over a year. Can you believe it? No. <laughs>
0: I cannot, I, I mean, cannot. It's I'm totally, you're totally crazy. qualified, but also how quickly did that happen? Right. You're a fast mover.
1: Yeah, no, it, it sort of just kind of came up on me and I just sort of went with the flow, um, which I think is sort of the best way to, to kind of, uh, treat those things. Um, but it's been a total amazing, amazing ride and I am excited that it's just kind of starting for me. Um, but I, I think I have this amazing platform where I get to touch, you know, frankly, almost, you know, we're going to, we're about to hit uh, a million subscribers in the next two weeks, which is a huge deal for us. And the fact that I can say that I'm like touching that many people's lives, uh, you know, around the world is, is something truly incredible and something that I'm very humbled by.
0: And then there's Think Tank. Tell us about that.
1: So Think Tank is actually the show that I uh, co-host, and uh, that is the show that we rebranded in January of 2015.
0: <laughs> so so um, Think Tank is under the umbrella of the Young Turks?
1: Yeah, sorry. Uh, let me. So the Young Turks is the biggest online news network in the world, right. and they're actually a very small MCN, which is a multi-channel network. And so there are a bunch of channels uh, under the Young Turks umbrella. Which one of which is Think Tank, or the second largest show in the network. Um, and we rebranded in, uh, 2014, January, or 2015, excuse me, January of 2015, uh, from TYT University to Think Tank so that we could reach a broader audience. And before we rebranded, um, we were, I think, I think I want to say like a little above 400,000 subscribers. And in the last year with the rebrand, uh we've doubled in subscribers doubled in views uh likes every almost every analytics measure uh we've doubled in which has been totally incredible and to see that response from the audience especially you know people don't like change usually and so mm-hmm. we bit it we gave them a big change change a set they added a co-host which was me and they've had there's been a really positive response um and think tank is you know targeted at millennials uh that's our biggest audience and um, you know, they've, they've seemed, that seems to have resonated with them. So it's, it's been cool. What do you think is your style,
0: your interviewing style? What, if you have to think of sort of your personality, your kind of your, your signature style as a, as an on-air person, have you thought about that? Like I, I, I think that a lot of online even just journalists in general, it takes a while to find your voice and kind of understand like what makes you different and go and run with that. Have you discovered that yet? You know, I
1: think the trick, especially with, with online media is to be as authentic as possible. And I think I was trying to figure out, you know, what my quote unquote brand was uh, when I first started. And then I started realizing that the, you know, the YouTube audience just wants me to be me. And so I'm, you know, frankly, really weird and quirky. Uh, and I have an opinion and I'm not afraid to share it. Um, and I think that's gone over well, just kind of letting myself be that way and be outspoken and outgoing and just do like the weird facial things and hand things that I just do in my (laughs) everyday life. Um, And, you know, I think that's really worked for me, frankly, Uh, but not not thinking about it too much. I think we spend a lot of time trying to like curate whatever our personal brand needs to be and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, at the end of the day, it really just needs to be who you are.
0: Mm -hmm. So what's next? When are you going to conquer the world? Uh, hopefully soon, girl. Hopefully, really soon. Um, yeah. So the million mark is
1: is huge for us. Um, we're really excited about that. Um, you know, as for for next steps for me personally, um, I have uh, I recently started my own YouTube channel where I kind of have a more personal touch, um, and that's just you know under my name, Hannah Cranston. Um, I've recently actually had a article, uh, published today in, uh, the Huffington Post. And so that's, that'll be my second article that they've published. So really trying to also get my voice out there, you know, on my, on my personal channel and in other mediums, uh, has kind of been in the direction I'm moving. But digital is really interesting because there's no real, you know, clarity and trajectory like uh, a lot of other sort of jobs and industries and things like that. Um, so, so that's been, You know, it's confusing. I don't really know where it's going to kind of go, um, but I'm excited to see where
0: all this takes me. Hmm. Well, I would love to pick your brain and and learn more about how your financial mind works. Obviously, you have a great, strong career head on your shoulders. Um, What would you say, though, is your money mantra, financial philosophy that you espouse?
1: Yeah. um, So I, like I said, I work in digital. And uh, since people are still trying to figure out what that is and what that looks like, there's not as much money in digital as there is in traditional (laughs) media. Um, So... I really have to, you know, money mantra wise is be thinking about the long term versus the short term. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really hard for people my age to sort of think about because, you know, we want to be in our 20s and be enjoying life and being, you know, doing crazy things. But at the same time, like I need to save money and I need to be thinking about, OK, where am I going to be in five years? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be in five years. So I need to be kind of – uh Preparing myself financially for that. So I would say my biggest mantra is be thinking about the long term versus versus the short term. And I know that's not as fun as, you know, buying a table at the club. But that's kind of where I where I that's am. So with 2005,
0: whatever. <laughs> Well, what is your long-term vision? Like, wh- what do you want? I'm I'm curious to hear from millennials, too, because, like, everyone says, you know, the American dream is transforming. Nobody wants a house anymore if you're young. Like, all the traditional goals that our parents had, young people don't. But I think that's not... I don't think that's true. I just think that it's taking millennials... Uh, they have a different path. But ultimately, they do want to, quote-unquote, settle down one day and have those things. Maybe, maybe it's not as many people as their parents' generation, but I don't know. What do you, what do you say to that? What do you, what's your American dream?
1: Yeah, no, I, I I think you're right. I think for, I mean, for me, long-term in my career, like I would love to stay, uh, hosting and really getting my voice out there and having that platform to really communicate with people. Um, and, and financially, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I think I definitely want a house. I definitely want to settle down. I think the difference between millennials and the generation's before them is we don't have blinders on, you know, coming out of college or or coming out of high school wherever, you know, you kind of uh, your career path takes you, we don't have blinders on, we're not following some path and you'd know, be like, Oh, okay, this is what, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do is we kind of have looked around and we're like, wait, there's a lot more options out there. And I don't know where I want to start or how I want to do it. And we're, you know, moving around and we're changing jobs every few years. And so it looks different, but I do think at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're going to want to buy property and settle down and, and things like that.
0: You want to grow up one day. <laughs> one, um, day one, one day, one day. Not any time. Enjoy eventually. your youth. <laughs> time now to shed some light and say thank you to one of our sponsors on the show today: Wix.com. Need a website? Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business? It all starts with a stunning website. With hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, and even video backgrounds, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. The site empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. What was your experience with money growing up as a kid? Do you remember having any uh, big memories earning money or saving money or learning about money?
1: Um, yeah. So when I was, I think I was like four or something like that. I... um had this little like, pink plastic purse that had Beauty and the Beast on it. And I took it everywhere. And um, I would just sort of pick up money wherever I found it. <laughs> it didn't matter if it was a penny seed sort of penny like earned. Lift. Yeah, exactly. I would just like, if it was laying around the house or in my mom's purse, or if I was at the mall and I saw money, I would just kind of put it in my purse. And so I don't condone, uh, taking money. And it probably wasn't the best way for me to learn about money, but it does, you know, it kind of, uh, metaphorically speaking, it's like, you know, take the, take the dollar where you can, but also be cognizant about, you know, where you're taking from and thinking about, you know, wanting to achieve, mm-hmm. you know, your goals and things like that and probably not be, uh, arrested. Um. Good takeaway. Good takeaway. <laughs> Where did you grow up? I am born and raised in Los Angeles, and then I went to the East Coast for school. And then I was like, oh, running back here. Need really? That, need that weather? You, yeah.
0: You didn't like the, the blizzard of the blizzards and the, the 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 storms and all the all the other things that make the East Coast so special. Yeah, special is a word that East Coasters use.
1: Um, <laughs> no, I, um, so I went to Duke. So I was actually North Carolina. So I had a milder winter. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's the South, actually. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know, it was, uh, it was beautiful and I loved it, but I, I miss the vibes out here. Uh, and you know, humidity. I'm, I'm Jewish. It's not good for my Jufro. Gonna be real, <laughs> <laughs> but also for media. Yeah. So yes.
0: You know, for media. Sorry, yeah,
1: media. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm just joking around, but yeah, media. I wanted. I I didn't know that that was what I was wanting to get into, but obviously that makes sense now. But my family lives out here. I'm very close to them, um, and so I decided to come back after college, and and I'm happy that I'm here now. Of course.
0: Did you ever have a bad moment with money, a failure of sorts? If you did, we'd love to hear it. And then, but also tell us how you overcame it or what you learned, even if, if you didn't overcome it. <laughs>
1: Um, so I think what I mean, I still am trying to figure it all out. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm still trying to figure it out. I think a lot of people my age are still trying to figure it out. And I think, um, I just didn't learn enough about, you know, budgeting and, you know, your credit score and finance in when I was younger before I sort of entered the quote unquote real world. Um, and so I'm still learning, you know, I'm trying to figure it out now. And I don't know if that's a failure, Um, but I'm still figuring out, like, I still, I have a text message every single day with how much I was on my credit card because I need to keep track, you know, to that degree, because I don't know how, you know, they don't teach you in high school or in college, these sort of everyday, you know, personal finance tools. And so I think... Um, It's trial and error right now for me. And I'm, um I'm I don't know if I've overcome it. I'm
0: still, I'm still in it. Um How are you learning? What are you, what, do you have any go-to resources? Besides yeah, this podcast, so, of course. Yes, of course.
1: Um, So I do get those daily, daily text messages. And that sort of helps me in my mind because I know how much I can spend per month. And then if I check it sort of, I have it daily just to kind of keep it in my mind. But then I check sort of, uh, okay, where am I at the one week? Have I spent like one fourth of that, you know, two weeks, a half. Um, also, frankly, I think my biggest tool and resource, and I'm not ashamed to say this, is my parents. You know, they've done well for themselves and I'm mm-hmm. not ashamed or too proud to go and ask them a question if I'm confused about something or I don't get something or I want to be educated. You know, right now I'm starting to like think about, wait, do I want to be buying, you know, stocks and how does that work? And how do I figure out which ones are good investments and things like that? It's all things that I, I, you have to learn at some point. And I think my parents are frankly my my biggest resource and, you know, I'm on my own and I'm independent, but I love uh, having the opportunity to, to have their guidance. And I think some people are, you know, don't want to ask their parents for help because they're going to feel weak and they're going to feel like they're, you know, using the support of their parents and things like that. But there's nothing wrong with asking your parents a question.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're Um, asking for handouts,
1: you know, right. Exactly. Check. You're asking for knowledge.
0: That would be lovely. lovely. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't love the blank check,
1: but but um,
0: that's not not what's happening. Yeah. It's just, just, uh, just asking questions, trying to figure it all out. I think that's, that's very practical. And I think that hearing that if you're a parent, Know that this is really an opportunity for you to lend advice. Your kids may not come up to you because maybe they feel like they should know this, or they feel like it's it's childish to ask. But it's true. We don't learn this information in school, and. Our parents are our best resources. Even if your parents were broke growing up or they declared bankruptcy, you know what? They have more knowledge than you because they actually know what mistakes you should avoid. And so take advantage of that for sure. Okay. So is there anything you're extremely proud of in your financial life up until this point? Have you negotiated Um, anything or asked for a raise? We'd love to hear something positive.
1: I think... Honestly, I think when I was, uh, first offered my, my paying position at the Young Turks, I think for me, um, you know, having not, not only because this was my first job and that's exciting in itself, I think because I was so worried for a long time that I wasn't going to figure it out and I wouldn't find out what I was passionate about and, you know, all those all those fears that we have sort of when we enter the real world and when we leave college and all that. Um, and now I've found something that I absolutely love and I feel like I'm with a company that values truth and candor and education and really pushing boundaries, all things that I'm really passionate about and I get paid for it. I mean, that's crazy in my mind like don't don't tell my don't tell TYT this but <laughs> I would do this job for free no do you know what I mean stop I would, saying that <laughs> I, I head. because I, lo- I I love my job so so much and the fact that but your job I also loves you
0: for- so remember that your job loves you <laughs> and you're worth I, a lot more than you think
1: <laughs> thank you but it's, it's true because I mean digital media is hard and YouTube is hard and there's so many YouTubers out there trying to, to make it work and make ends meet. And the fact that I get to be part of a network who, you know, do, who does value my contribution and I get, you know, a yearly salary is uh, incredible. And I'm still get to do something that I wake up every morning and totally stoked to do. And that is my total financial win uh, for me. It's just, it's been really incredible
0: tell us about something you do habitually with your money that helps you, as you said, continue learning and play a little bit of catch up. Cause you know, like a lot of people, you didn't get the proper formal education about personal finance in, in school.
1: Um, yeah. So, so like I said, with the, the text really helped me. Um, cause it's something that I check regularly. Um, so that really helps. And then, you know, when I get my, my, uh, monthly bill at the end of the month when I'm paying it, I kind of look and sort of divide what I've uh spent and where I've spent it to sort of figure out, to sort of like, I think piece together, like the budgeting aspect and figuring out, okay, how much am I spending on food? How much am I spending on gas? I mean, I have a hybrid, so thank God that's not a big number. Um, and you know, try to sort of separate that out and see where there's room to, um, Save, but see where there's also room to, to spend more because I think for me, I'm so uh, cautious because I don't know a lot about it um, that I you know don't necessarily go to the bar with my friends to you know and have that fifteen dollar drink and those are things that like I would like to be doing but I'm so you know uh, I think apprehensive about my money and how to spend it. That, that it's important to see where I can be saving, but also where I can be spending and and keeping track um, by by topic.
0: Well, I hope you're splurging once in a while. I'm going to ask you that in a moment about your specific guilty pleasures. So let's do some so money fill in the blanks. This is the one I start okay. a sentence and you finish it. All right. If I won the lottery, let's say $100 million, the first thing I would do is...
1: I would buy a house. And I know we talked about that in the beginning. (laughs) Um, but I think, I think, uh, real estate is a really great investment. And, uh, I would love to, I mean, I have, I have two lovely roommates now, but I would love to kind of, uh, start venturing into a more independent lifestyle on my own and, and being out there. Um, I would like to think that I would, uh, donate a, a good portion of that, um, you know, I'm really passionate about a lot of charities, so I would like to think that I do that. And then, frankly, I would – this is such a lame answer, but I think I would save a lot of it. I think I would uh, – you know, whether that be in the bank or in, you know, uh, stocks or something like that, I think I would save a lot of it. I think – um you know, I'm going to want to buy property down the road, but also like, think about how much tuition is now. What is it going to be in mm-hmm. 20 years when I'm having kids, you know, and then to have that burden taken off my kids and uh, frankly of me would be, uh, I think, pretty, pr- pretty profound.
0: That's pretty awesome that you're thinking already about college <laughs> savings. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> Keep lame. that thought, okay? Just do me, do me, do yourself a favor and keep that thought and actually, you know, I mean. I, I, you're right. College at this pace of in of uh, price inflation is just I mean, it's going to be out of the out of, just ridiculously priced by the time our kids go to school. But I also think that uh, it won't be that that there's going to have to be a seismic shift in how college mm-hmm. works in this country and you kind of our mindset around college. So there are going to be more options. There's people less fewer people are going to maybe go to college, at least than the, the way that we traditionally do now. So hopefully yeah, that will alleviate I think right. some costs. I think it'll be... Sorry? No, yeah. And I, hopefully that will alleviate some of the costs.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it'll be either a, a, a big shift in how we view college um, and hopefully a big shift in how colleges uh, view their services. I mean, I think... Uh, There's been some some talk in uh, the political climate about, you know, free public college and the fact that we're in so much debt just because we want to receive, you know, an an education. So I'm hoping that that's
0: kind of a move that that our country will will start to move towards. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right. So (laughs) what I really want to know is one thing that I spend on that makes my life easier or better is. I spend an uh, inordinate amount of money on organic food
1: and fitness activities. I think both of those uh, are really important to me and they make me feel better and I would like to keep this body uh, for the next 80 years and at least (laughs) who knows what's going to happen with technology and things like that so taking care of it and putting the right things in it and um, exercising it is is really really important to me and so I do spend on the yoga and the gym membership Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then all the organic food and things like that
0: nice investing in yourself really Mm, exactly one thing that i splurge on like is there one thing that you will always pay for no matter what um that's expensive and maybe you feel a little guilty about it but you do it anyway i i go
1: bonkers with food I, and I'm not like a foodie or anything like that. I just consume a large amount of food uh, so like sushi whole foods. I go crazy with Postmates because <laughs> I'm like I'm a busy person. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I'll like sp- I get I get spend it. the extra money to have like the delivery and then it's like well if you're already getting one thing might as well get a few other things and that's I think a huge uh, expense for me. Right huge on. Huge splurge.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was, I just spent the week with Gary Vaynerchuk, who's an entrepreneur and owner Mm -hmm. of VaynerMedia. And his whole thing is like, if, if I can, if there's something out there that's going to help me buy back my time, I'm all in. And he thinks that's really the ticket to to building something great right now is that, you know, time, everyone, the, the common denominator in this world is time. We all have the same amount of time. It's what you do with it. And it's how you conserve right. it in some ways or maximize your time so anything that can help you you know reduce your time spent on activities that are in the grand scheme of life kind of taking away from things that you you'd rather spend your time on like looking for gr- grocery shopping or um trying mm-hmm. to hail a cab uber you know all these things can um well it, basically he he believes we'll have like the biggest opportunities right now as far as startups but I digress. Totally. Stay tuned for CNBC's Follow the Leader when you can watch Gary and me hash it out for three <laughs> days. Um, coming soon to a boob tube near you. Um, CNBC Prime, 10 p.m. Eastern. Okay, that's enough for that plug. Um, when I was growing I'm up... I'm excited. Yes, yes. When I was growing <laughs> up, the one thing I wish I had learned about money is...
1: Um, I think that, that gaining a broader perspective about, about finances, you know, I know, I know how to spend money, but learning about, you know, what, I like I said, like they don't teach us. So learning about, uh, budgeting and the, the importance of earning credit earlier in life, even just to get an apartment. I know they don't, people are like, Oh, just use your debit card. Like, no, you have to earn credit. Like people look at that and, um, really just having that sort of Fiscal responsibility, and and I wish, I wish that was taught in school. Yeah, I wish that would have been really. I
0: was such a nerd in school. I would have been great at it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I would have actually appreciated that. People, thanks. <laughs> yes. Okay. And last but not least, I'm Hannah Cranston. I'm so money because uh, because I'm making it work, and I'm succeeding
1: financially in a whole new and ever changing uh, media, and
0: I'm making it work. I love it. Thanks so much for helping us kind of be inspired over the last 30 minutes. I think your story is truly wonderful how you hustled it after taking some time off college, using LinkedIn, doing a killer interview, getting a job in five days, and now ruling the internet. I think that there is much to just be inspired by. So thank you so much, Hannah, and we'll be following you for sure. Thank you so much, Garnoosh. I really appreciate it. To learn more about Hannah, just go to her YouTube page. It's youtube.com forward slash Hannah Cranston. She's on Instagram at run underscore HMC and on Twitter at Hannah Cranston underscore. All this information, including the audio transcript and comments at somoneypodcast.com, all that content for free. While you're there, if you happen to like the site and you're hanging out, click on Ask Farnoosh. And I encourage you to ask me your biggest financial question right then and there. It goes into my inbox and then I subsequently read it out loud on the Friday episodes of Ask Farnoosh. So if you're looking for a shout out even, just send me your thoughts. I'd love to connect with you somehow virtually on the Friday episodes. Thanks for joining me, everyone. I hope your day is so money.